hello listeners uh, welcome to this episode of talent coven uh, as you know uh, talent coven is our uh, you know theme overall for how to manage talent without witches and wizards and uh, we do a series of podcast conversations apart from providing other resources on talent coven i have a very special guest with me today uh, and i'll introduce him in a minute but before that let me just introduce the topic uh, as you know uh, season 3 which is what we are in now is actually all about assessments and uh, this particular episode uh, this conversation is about some of the practicalities of implementing assessments so without much ado let me just introduce uh, you know bhaskar das uh, who's our guest today uh, bhaskar uh, in his previous life as he calls it was uh, the global head of hr for cognizant uh, and previous to that worked in different industries uh, but more important is that uh, you know apart from working in large complex companies for many years uh, he is now also on the other side of the table as a consultant and he does a lot of work particularly in assessment of leaders and so on and so forth so i think in a way bhaskar has the perspective of both uh, working inside a company and being a buyer and implementer of assessments uh, and on the other side being a provider of assessments as an expert uh, and as an assessor as well So welcome, Bashkar, to the conversation. Hey, thanks, Vimal, and it's a pleasure to be with you talking about assessment centers. Uh, so, as you said, you know, in one sense, I have been on the both sides uh, of the table now, as a provider, as well as a user, uh, as a consumer of assessment centers. Uh, and and I, I guess as you speak, we will at some point we will also delineate whether it's assessment centers or development centers. Sometimes both the names get you know used synonymously. They are they are something similar, but they're also different. Right, right. So why don't we why don't we start there and you know then get into other things that you know in your experience uh, when companies say assessment center or development center, they can mean many different things. But in your 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 wisdom and expertise. what is uh, the difference or what are the top two or three differences if you will right so in in my mind the, the obviously the classical difference is that uh, the purpose of a development center is to ensure that the individual or the group of people for whom this is being applied uh, gets to use the results in a way as the primary purpose of using the results is to develop themselves okay to figure out where they are on the journey Mm-hmm. on which parameter are they doing well where they are not doing so well and then move on from there to what needs to be done right. so it's the purpose being development assess and and in doing that obviously there is an assessment so there's no development center without assessment mm-hmm. while in the assessment pure assessment center it's almost the outcome it's like a it's in a sense it's like a test or exam mm-hmm. and and there is a in that sense there there could be a pass and a fail or where are you on a, on a scale of say 0 to 100 how much have you got in maths how much you have you got in english how much have you got in history so if these are the three different you know, analogies of three different competencies someone comes and or a group of people come and measure individuals on various parameters they don't there the focus is on making the grade or not making the grade uh, it's not so much on what do i do with that result in terms of my learning okay right uh, i i i think the difference vimal is quite obvious where things get a little you know there's a cross connection is often one 
term is used on behalf of the other. Right. Okay. And while, for example, often organizations call it development center, and mm. then people later come to know, well, it was used for my promotion or not, mm. not to give me a promotion. Right. You never told me that. Okay. So these are some of the things, and I think they'll come out as we speak, what yeah. role does communication have in all right. of this? What are some of the practical things that, you know, yeah. you can have a great design, right. but in implementing it, it may fail. Right, right. Okay. So, so let me, let me move on to the practical, you know, side of things in a way. So, so let me start, you know, maybe at the other end of the spectrum, if you will, which is, you know, the question really is that when have you seen assessment centers or development centers actually fail, you know, from, from where they started and what, what are some of those aspects which have not been taken care of because of which some of these, you know, uh, kind of programs, if you want to call them or interventions mm. typically are not seen in good light or end up failing. Mm. So, so, so what are those three, four key elements you would see, which would lead to failure, if you will. Great question. Great. Because I, I, I think from, at least from uh, the optic of uh, both the optics, you know, the user as well as the provider, but I was thinking more in terms of a user because the, the failure or, or success actually is in the user's court. It's not like right. the provider is not responsible for it, right. but where it happens, you know, the organization is where the failure or the success happens. Right. So, so, so uh, I, I think may, maybe there are more than two, but the two big ones that come to me top of mind uh, are, and in no order of preference is uh, on in communication, you know, mm -hmm. in being clear about the purpose, why are we doing it? Then along in the same bucket of communication, how are we doing it? You know, so what is the methodology, the process, what happens, uh, what happens during the process, what happens with the results, all of that, right. that, that how part. So that's one one bucket. And the other one is the design of, mm. of the intervention itself. Right. What are you measuring? How are you measuring? Are you measuring the right thing? Because uh, as a provider, I have often seen uh, consultants like me you know, mm. uh, get so caught up with what is getting measured instead of and how well it is getting measured rather than figuring out is it really relevant to the job is it really relevant to the individual so there is a fair amount of uh, you know degree of finesse with uh, for example identification of the competency and you know how do you measure it what kind of instruments will you use to do it but what kind of role or weighted does it have in the overall success of that role right often gets you know by sidetrack. So I, I'm saying there are two large places where the failures occur. One is a one is a design, which I was just speaking mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. and other is on is on actually the implementation right. of which large, in my experience, uh, and it's across industries. Uh, as you were mentioning, I've worked in IT, but I've also worked in manufacturing. I've worked in uh, you know uh, chemical. I worked in FMCG and distribution. You know, I ran a company with a, a you know a KPO BPO organization, and in all those places, both actually the other side reverses. Where when does it become successful? So whenever you take care of these two yeah. things, so I've seen that by and large is the communication mm -hmm. okay? from the organization to the group of people. I would focus on that. Why are we doing this? What's the purpose? And how are we going to proceed? The moment you take, or organizations sometimes do take, I don't know why, but they do, uh, that this is like a lab test, you know? Uh -huh. It's like, uh -huh. 
under some kind of wrap. It's mm. a mystical thing. Uh, you will be exposed to certain things. We right. don't know anything about it. Uh, and I will not tell you, I, even if I know, I will not tell you anything about the what's mm. going to be the outcome. Mm. So mm. this kind of keeping people in the dark, right. uh, as if there is something that cannot be talked about, or if it's mm. talked about, the effectiveness will go away. Some of these myths needs to be really, be, one has to be right. Uh, right. very, very careful that you don't fall into those traps. No, that's an interesting piece. And, and I want to go a little bit deeper into that, Bhaskar. You know, see, the, the thing you're talking about in a way is obviously the alignment of the organization with the individual in terms of purpose and stuff. Mm. But you're also talking about transparency in a way and how transparent do you make the process and, you know, how open and how, if you will, collective, do you make the process and participatory rather than just being a company implements it individual goes through it and there's a power equation in a way of, uh, of, of, you know, the implementer versus the person absolutely. who's undergoing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And Vimal, if you stay at that point, the, 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 the kind of imagery I have about that scenario is mm -hmm. as if it's, kind of, as I said, some kind of a lab and right. these individuals are rats, you know, in a lab and mm -hmm. they have to go through a certain treadmill kind of thing right. and some scientists will study and come out with something. Mm -hmm. Forgetting that these individuals collectively is the organization. They make right. the organization. Right. Even if they're rats, they're pretty useful rats. Right. <laughs> and and yeah. if you don't utilize their collaboration, right. and you can't even think about collaboration until you share information or right. be transparent, as you said. Right. Okay. Uh, and and that, that's a big cross-connect that I see failure starts. I mean, that's the genesis of most of the failure because the organization mm -hmm. almost treats, uh, we will put you through something like yeah. kind of magic. Okay, yeah. and the other side you will come out, but I will not tell you what will happen. Mm -hmm. okay. So is it, is it, you know, if I, if I go into that, maybe one layer deeper. So is it more about what is the process I will go through? Mm. I, I guess it's not either or, but you know, uh, the process I will go through, what do you do with the data you collect as part of the assessment center or development center? Mm. And, you know, what are the sort of the do's and don'ts as far as the individual? So is it communication on all of these aspects or is it one is more important than the other? Mm. Mm. Now I get the question. See, as for communication is concerned, my, my working philosophy always has been if you have to err, err on the side of over-communicating in right. some of these. Right. Because uh, uh, at least the, the, the danger there is someone will say, okay, I know this before. Okay. Uh -huh. I don't want to hear anymore because I already know it. That's the kind of over communication. Mm -hmm. the un I would rather, you know, pay for that eventuality rather than under communicate yeah. and let people make up stories mm -hmm. in the darkness, in the vacuum that is created by under communication. Right. Because that vacuum is filled up with all kinds of horror stories. Mm -hmm. This will be used to uh, a layoff you know, scenario. Right. Uh, uh, it, it, my work results are not important. Something else is important. Okay. Right. Uh, simulation and then all kind of also, you know, uh, like uh, defenses start coming up. Mm. I am in real life very good. And these are the typical problems. In real life, I am very good. During that one and a half hour of assessment, Right. I couldn't put my best uh, step forward. Hence, right. take away all the data that's mm. spurious because I was not at my best. So all these mm. kind of 
alibis and stuff like that start coming in if we don't communicate properly. I, I, I think also, Vimal, let's look at why does this happen? I mean, that's not only with assessment centers, but you know, we we'll focus on that because that's today's topic, but also all kind of OD interventions. Mm. In, in, in my mind, you know, two, there, there could be many reasons, but two of the things that is definitely the ownership of the people who are doing it means the, the organization or the HR function or the leadership, mm. whatever. Uh, do, are you clear? Are we clear as leaders why we do it? And it's just not because my competition had assessment centers last right. year. Let's do it this year. Okay. Uh, or the board has been talking about uh, another way of evaluating senior leaders. Right. Because there could be biases creeping in uh, into the uh, assessment process. Uh, so can we do an assessment center? Whatever be, are we clear about why we are doing it? Right. Right. Second is, uh, the other big one is, often the nitty-gritties, the methodology is seen as uh, detail, but the, the detail is not the problem. The problem is with this phrase, unnecessary detail. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever it becomes unnecessary to me, as, as uh, I'm talking here from the, from the organization side. So if I were the HR head and mm -hmm. I found that, or I think that the duration is, well, the participant need not know about the duration. Right. It's unnecessary detail, mm. but it's not. It could be a very minor thing. These things affect the individual. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, what are you assessing me on? Okay. Mm. Uh, some of these actually, the, in fact, the more senior your 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 group is, or the uh, you know the cohort is, more attention should be given. Are we being absolutely clear in talking about uh, all these things mm. and? If I don't know, it's my job to figure out uh, from the consultant, from the people who are designing it, from the experts, and then translate that information to meaning in a meaningful way to the group. Right. If that piece doesn't happen, hmm. we go back to the rat analogy. Right, got it. Okay? Got it. So, so I think some, what I'm saying, Vimal, in short is uh, know what you're doing and step two, share whatever you know. Hmm. Okay, but but isn't there a isn't there a bit of a you know uh, challenge I guess for internal HR teams or for you know people who are inside the organization because very often you know let's say that you run an assessment process for promotion as an example right hmm. Hmm. now while you would share the outcome in the sense that whether you pass the bar or not pass the bar or promoted not promoted etc hmm. hmm. how much do you share about the details of the report, what's your view? Because I, I certainly have a very strong view that you should be completely transparent. Mm -hmm. But where do you draw the line is the question because the purpose is also not to hurt the person or the purpose is also not to, you know, in a way, take away the uh, quote-unquote dignity of the person. So where Absolutely. do you draw the line in assessments particularly, not so much the development side? Right. Absolutely. I, I get the question. In development, obviously, it's a different kind of atmosphere. Uh, the data is being used for a certain purpose where it can be more, uh, you, you, you can go to, you, there is no, no part of that data that you need not share. Okay? Right. Uh, but in the, in the assessment, pure assessment sense, there, there, there are parts of the data. Uh, but before I go there, I want to just clarify in the light of what you asked now, mm -hmm. of the way I was answering your question earlier, which is this about the transparency about sharing. Uh, I was focusing on the process itself. Okay. Yeah, and that's important because I have often seen leaders 
take to the results much more mm. easily right. if they know the structure in which, which it is happening. Mm. Mm. So mm. If, if what looks like ancillary, if right. that ancillary and that detail is explained properly, then what's the core, what's the real essence of the whole report? It's absorption, it's internal, inter, uh, you know, the ability to internalize it, that becomes much better if, yeah. if the structure is there. So, okay, so that's one point. And, and the acceptance, and the acceptance. And the acceptance, yeah, yeah, and which is the ma main thing, whether it's assessment in the pure sense or development in the greater sense, until there is acceptance of that right. you know, outcome, of, of, of the findings of the, uh, whatever the, the center, uh, the assessment center is saying, yeah. uh, if there's no absorption, then then it's, it's actually useless. I mean, the whole thing goes, I mean, the purpose is not solved. Correct. Okay, Correct. so, uh, so now coming to the content, how much, and your question is re really very real, especially from the, again, from the organization side, people who are actually using it to run a living organization. Uh, how much do I share and how do I share that in a way that it doesn't become one demeaning or no. number two dysfunctional? Correct. Okay? Correct. Because if the consequence is that there is a very uh, 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 non-motivated or mm. less motivated leader, then again, the assessment center in a sense has failed. Uh, so, I guess putting, the, I mean, there are some good practices about it. For example, whenever you're saying something, back up with data, uh, you know all of that. So, it's right. Right. data back, all of that. And I think where it comes, uh, uh, one thing in particular becomes very useful to always paraphrase at the end of every significant section mm -hmm. that this whatever we have said, the good, bad, and the ugly that we have just said is in the context of a simulation. Right, right. Which is not life. Mm -hmm. Simulation mm -hmm. says this. Right. However, there could be other things which are contra to this, which is what is there in your real life. Right. So the question then becomes, so why are you simulating if there's real life? Mm -hmm. They're simulating simply because in real life, sometimes we can't do, the, the classical example is, uh, you cannot put the salesman in the sales manager's role. Right. Okay. And therefore you simulate a condition of the sales manager role, put the salesman there and figure out how he would do if he were to become a sales manager. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, so to that extent, if, if, if you, you know, paraphrase that again and again in each, mm -hmm. each significant section, uh, then the individuals uh, actually counterintuitively I've seen even bad news is taken and is absorbed fairly well mm -hmm. if this safety net is given. Right. And it's a safety net. It's not like it needs to be used all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Vimal, as we have all known and seen in other places, our ability to be experimental with mm -hmm. data, with our styles, with our behavior can only be there as adults. If we know that somewhere there's a safety net to, yeah, if we fall, there is something to hold. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So creating that safety net in all the, is another part of the communication that has to be there, especially as you said, in the, uh, when the assessment reports are shared. Right, right. right. So almost like in uh, coming to it now, I recall, uh, uh, I one of the practices I had is actually have one of my colleagues or subordinates run what I, I used to call the safety net eye. Right. It means his or her job would be to only see, does the report have mm. enough safety nets built in? Right. Because right. as a writer of the report and as a arbitrator of the report, 
often the focus is on on correctness correct, correct. on you know on uh, is there enough precision right but we forget that beyond correctness and precision there's mm -hmm. also this other angle and and therefore uh, uh, one one way of you know not falling again into that trap is mm -hmm. make someone else read it only from that optic so so yeah bhaskar I, i i get that and since you spoke about feedback let me go there before i go to the design side of mm. you know uh, uh, these kind of process mm. and just you know from a feedback perspective and, and the reason i ask this question is that very often what happens is and, and you know we run a lot of assessment centers particularly virtual assessment centers that very often uh, you know companies may take the report and there is a assumption that hr people will be able to take the report and provide the feedback to the individual mm. or specifically in terms of feedback providing mm. what are the two three or maybe more than two three critical skills you would look for so that the overall process does not get you know in a way uh, uh, a negative press so to say you know because you could run an outstanding process mm. but if the feedback process is not good then you could end up you know having the process basically getting discredited within the organization or with the individualities right absolutely so on the feedback side what are your what are your learnings over the last so many years right uh, yeah as you as you correctly said you know the, the in a sense the whole thing is about feedback because whether it's assessment pure or and especially for development you know the whole development journey of a development center right. does not start from that feedback process yeah this is how i am seen by the world and so mm -hmm. the assessment center report or the development center report is actually a mirror and if you don't take that feedback and oh this is how i come across this is what i do this is how i behave then the whole thing as i said fails so what so so, so therefore there's great importance on feedback uh, how do we do it as i said one of the things of feedback of absorption of the final report uh, the individual's ability to deal with the consequences of his behavior all that thing actually the journey starts much earlier as i said how have you set up the whole context okay when will feedback happen how will it happen what's the purpose of the feedback so that's one part of giving good feedback again is telling people clearly there is feedback this is the purpose of the feed feedback and then this is how it will be done that's one number two is uh, you said you talked about hr i'll focus there uh, obviously one is you know feedback giving itself it's giving feedback is a skill it's it's a craft and not necessarily all hr individuals who work in that function have it uh, you have to be as a you know as a function or as a intervention you have to choose the people who give actually give the feedback yes. there is a bit of a, a quite a not bit quite a bit of skill involved mm -hmm. so feedback is given by people who can or can give feedback or are more you know have have the skills to give feedback yeah. that's one i, I the, uh, and it, i'm not going to go into that area now but i'm going to just make a comment and that we sometimes assume just just because they are in the people function yeah everyone has the feedback skills it need not be true mm -hmm. there are and they could be great otherwise great hr folks doing something else very well yeah okay. uh, so one of the ways i have practically found this and by actually by making mistakes i have learned mm -hmm. this uh, one way to balance is involve the super superior right i i actually am questioning a bit of this in some places at least a given dictate that is only hr's job 
And I'm saying, why not? Is it HR and the person's superior both getting involved? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And the reason is the twofold reasons. One, there are data points that happen in real life. Yeah. Okay. Connecting the dots of what comes out of the paper or of the assessment report, digital or otherwise. Okay. Connecting it with the real life behavior. So if you were my boss, Vimal, and there's someone else who's HR and you're giving me, you know, all this has happened, the assessment center, you're giving me a report. If I put myself in the, on, on, on the shoes of a, a participant, isn't it much easier uh, for me to absorb data hmm. uh, if it says on people management, Bhaskar, these are some of the things you could have done better. Okay, right. That's the section you're in. And then you chip in hmm. saying, Bhaskar, do you see? That last time when you had this team meeting in August, this right. is what you had done. Correct. Now that is a that is a point, you know, a, a data point that I cannot run away from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One second, so it forces me to read the the report with a little more seriousness. Right. Often HR folks, even the senior HR folks, may not be in possession of such data, which is a, mm-hmm. a 24 seven by seven kind of data that's just generated by between a subordinate and a superior. Yeah. So I'm saying that's a technique you can use. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, repeat, I'm repeating here, going back, what can we check? Right. Does the person have the skills, involve someone else who has real life data, create the context when it will be done. Right. And then again, check for safety net. Mm-hmm. These are reports. This is what we have seen in it. To a very mature audience, I would go this far. And I've done it, so I'm saying I would go this far and say, this is what the report is saying. You think about it, Mr. Whoever, okay? Uh, The part, Mr. Participant. Now, as an adult and as a leader, you have the full authority to discard any portion of this Mm -hmm. feedback. Mm -hmm. But ask yourself seven times, okay, and that seven is yeah, it's mandatory, kind of, you know, like ask many times, why am I throwing away this data? Right. right. While I have the right to throw, discard the data, mm-hmm. do I have reasons enough to discard the data? Right, right. And uh, I think a mature audience, oh, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm using that as a caveat, a mature audience, this works for the mature audience. Right, right. right. When you're saying, okay, this is a separate report. I may not be like this, but before I say I may not be like this, let me be absolutely honest and say, why am I not taking the feedback? Correct. No, that's an, that's an important point. And, you know, I think because the, the, the purpose at the end of it is that the person should absorb at least, you know, majority of the feedback or some part of the feedback, if not all the feedback. And, you know, thereafter, the person can also get on with their journey of development kind of thing, you know, so. Right. And and even the points of disagreement, Vimal, where you're not agreeing, often I have found later, like, mm. because again, from an organizational role where I've been with the system a longer time, you'd be surprised how many times I have, have senior leaders or even not so senior leaders after assessment center, development center report, you know, come back maybe after six months, nine months, one year yeah. and say that, you know, those two points which I had difficulty in agreeing with. Mm-hmm. There were 10 points that agreed with eight and two I had could not, Bhaskar, as mm-hmm. you were aware. And then they come back and say, but now I see mm-hmm. in what context these two were being done and how important they are. Right. Yeah. Okay. So so you see, even the disagreements, if 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 there is a 
thoughtful engagement with the disagreement mm-hmm. rather than oh i will absorb all of this these are mine and these i will not even look at mm-hmm. rather than that if you are if you allow the person to play with the, even the disagreement mm-hmm. why is it happening why are they saying this right okay uh, okay so so maybe i don't do it in real life but somehow magically i did it in that two and a half hours correct but can i think about why i did it even mm-hmm. in that one mm-hmm. hour mm-hmm. got it so right. that place if we explore and help them explore a little bit uh give them safety net okay so you don't agree you don't agree but think about it yeah that's a that's an interesting observation because you know many years back now i have had one case which we've spoken about earlier where actually the person came back after almost four or five years saying you know mm-hmm. this is what we've discussed mm-hmm. and while i don't while i didn't agree at that point of time mm-hmm. but four years or five years down the line i have realized because it's come back to me in other ways through my own team and through other feedback you know right and and sometimes they pay a fairly high price before that realization happens right, right, right. okay but i'm saying even that high price and realization and all of that will only unfold if you give them the safety net it's right. all right right okay disagree but but be aware that you're disagree but disagree correct yeah good so bidi let's switch uh, you know uh, to 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 a different side of this whole thing around design okay mm-hmm. and you know i i know that you know possibly design requires a lot more longer conversation and a more deeper conversation mm. but you know for purpose of this conversation yeah uh, what what would you say would be maybe you know if you would almost give somebody a checklist of five or six points and saying you know when you are preparing for an assessment center or a development center from a design perspective here are the five things or six things or 10 things you know here's the checklist and if mm-hmm. you can tick off these five or six mm-hmm. at least you have started off thinking about the design in the right way if not got the design right okay okay so so and and obviously uh, people who do design you know uh, like you do or i do we have over the years developed our own checklist of right. things right. to be careful about kind right. of things okay uh, to me uh, and i think again my learning and some of these is obviously there is a bit theory bit that i have picked up yeah. along the way but it's been largely driven by practice actually of doing it of designing it mm-hmm. of being responsible for you know uh, uh, the intervention itself so i may not be doing it myself but i'm responsible for the outcome so i better be you know in in that sense know about what the design is all about so the first one that comes to my mind is uh, and and I, as i said i have learned that the hard way that for every two steps that you take into design stop and think like a participant mm. Mm. what is it like what is the experience of the participant not like. we get so engrossed with our expertise and a consulting hat correct that we forget that at the end of the day mm. this is not about me or my design or you know how much of competencies do i know or which is, which uh, particular psychometric instrument is right. more precise or whatever okay mm. it's about another person who has no clue of any of these mm. Mm. is coming to this willingly right with much greater stake in the outcome than i would ever have correct as a designer right. right my life does not depend upon you know how good the design is but his life depends upon how good the design is yeah i think that's a good way of putting it yes that's okay. so so every two steps that you take step back and see what is it doing to the participant mm-hmm. okay and and to that extent 
one problem, not problem, one area is face validity. Right. right. Why is it important? Because if it can be absolutely brilliant piece of design, but it does, doesn't make sense yeah. on the face of it, if it doesn't make sense to the participant, right. you have actually sowed the first seed of non-acceptance of mm -hmm. the outcome. Okay. Right. Uh, you wanted me to check about my people skills and you made me sit in a room alone for three hours. Right. right. What's the relevance? Right. Okay. I mean, it could be a great design somewhere. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with silence? Right. But it doesn't, it has very low face validity. What is it doing on the face of it? It right. would have been much better if we could have made him, for example, interact with a good group right. of people and then say, okay, this is how we are measuring you on this. Right. So check, don't get too, get, so that my other kind of instruction to myself often is don't get too caught up with uh, some of these as long as you can see that the part, this is how the participants will react. Mm -hmm. and, and to that extent, phase validity becomes much more important than it would have otherwise been. Right. Right. So that's one, uh, that's two actually. Number three is, uh, and this is nothing, I mean, this has to do with assessment centers and, and development centers, but the, the, the false start, uh, uh, is actually uh, is somewhere else. Uh, mm -hmm. And it is with actually the defining the competencies. And I've seen this in real life, so I'm bringing it in. Sure. Uh, we often measure people on the wrong things, mm -hmm. but very measured very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the thing seems to be not really loading on to the success of the job. It is a, in, in that sense, it's not really a competency. Right. And we go on great lengths in measuring, giving great reports. Mm -hmm. And obviously the individual has difficulty, as you said, absorbing it. Mm -hmm. Because somewhere he's clearly seen, he's much clearer than you and I could ever do. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't make sense in my job. Yeah. Why are you spending time on this? Correct. Okay. Right. And it gets baked in so early in the assessment center journey that yeah. we never actually put our, or the chances of questioning it or critiquing it or you know putting our eyes to it right. doesn't even arise because it's almost like a given hmm. so if it's a gm role this particular competency is relevant no right. one of our questions is it really relevant so uh -huh. i'm saying is yeah in a it is outside the scope of this discussion but it's get so much impacted this error impacts hmm. the whole process so much that before we start designing question it once, question in the sense that check for you know, relevancy and stuff like that. Often we don't do that. As, mm -hmm. And now I'm saying from design, I'm saying from the uh, uh, my optic of a consultant, you know, Correct. as a provider of the service rather than the buyer of the service. Correct. So these would be the things. Obviously, there are many more. Mm -hmm. uh, check the details. Uh, 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 the other big one, no, there is a fourth one, which, which is fairly big and, and see how even I am putting that in the fourth mm -hmm. one, but I really think it is really big, which is uh, how will it be executed? Right, right. Okay, the execution. Don't, right. It's the same thing as interviews, like you, you may have a great interviewer, a great job, a great salary, but you make the participant wait for three unnecessary hours mm -hmm. outside, you have lost the candidate. Right. You may have everything right. Right. And the same same goes for assessment center. Mm -hmm. You have a great feedback giver, you have great design, everything's fine, but the caselet had three mistakes. Mm -hmm. Okay. The in-basket had two typos. Correct. I mean, in the 
total scheme of things, this would be very negligible. I mean, okay, so how does it matter? But it does. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so that, that methodology from the right minute details, timing, uh, how much, suppose sometimes we make them switch between exercises. How much time are you giving them to, uh, you know, get back to being themselves between two exercises? Absolutely. So you do a stress interview and then you do a psychometric. No, right. that's wrong design. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so those, those yeah. details are also, I'm just bucketing them as Correct. number four, Vimal, uh, as, as execution. Yeah, it's important because you know the more the more the more virtual assessments we do, hmm. in addition to all these points you mentioned, technology again becomes an another additional yeah. execution point because you know is the person in the right place? You know, is he in a quiet enough place when they're doing whatever? Let's say they're doing a BI or a caselet or you know in basket or whatever. Uh, is the inter internet connection working properly? You know, how do you ensure that hmm. you've given? prior information and instructions as to how to do something, you know, because a lot of people are not yet digitally savvy in many companies. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and things like, like I had maybe a couple of weeks, or a couple of months ago on this one, uh, the page was not saving. Mm. Mm. It's a very simple thing. There was just on that particular page, there was a bug. Every other page right. got saved. Right. And the person went and gave the, uh, uh, and later we had to come back and say, could you do it once more? Right. And that, that takes away the validity of the whole exercise. Correct. Correct. So yeah. some of, I mean, even as, as you said, with digital, I think at least my experience has been uh, now that we have a way of checking for everything, mm -hmm. we should check for everything. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, you're right. Uh, and, you know, the reality is at the end of the day, the experience of the individual and the experiences encompasses all these different things, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, so, Bhaskar, one of the, you know, and as we come to the end of this conversation or towards the end of this conversation, I have one more broader question for you. But before that, I also want to share that, you know, in terms of best practices, what we are seeing, for example, when we run, you know, uh, many of these virtual uh, development centers, I think giving people time to absorb all the information, not just about the, you know, which exercises, which instruments, how much time and all that, but also we actually create a proper video mm. where the person goes through step-by-step -step instructions on technology, mm. you know, which browser do you, should you have, what machine should you have, should you have a camera or not, Correct. you know, all kinds of things. And I think having a, having a video has helped very often because people very often go back and take a look at that video twice, thrice, four times mm. uh, before they are ready. And, and, you know, then they are coming in really well prepared into the, into the, series of tools, if you will, or series of exercises kind of a thing. Mm. And, and that seems to work quite well as a, as a, as a practice is what our experience has been at least recently, you know, to your, to your point about execution. Yeah. 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 Implementation. Absolutely. But me, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me go on to the, to the, to the last part, Bhaskar, and the last question is that, you know, if you were to, if you were to look at, you know, different kinds of instruments, Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and I don't want you to go into specific details of every single instrument, mm -hmm. but at a very broad level, you know, particularly when you run uh, virtual, uh, you know, kind of assessment centers or development centers, mm -hmm. which are the ones where you find or which combinations do you find effective more than others? Or have they, are there particular tools you find that, you know, these are not as effective in a virtual sort of uh, kind of assessment center as they are in in a physical one, you know. So would you point out to some particular ones which are likely to be more or less effective? 
I, I, I think Bimal, my my take on that one is maybe maybe slightly different, but let me first talk about so, it and then you figure out it's different or not. Uh, one is uh, when anyone, including me, when we make this comment of this is more suited or not less or less suited, we yeah. all come from our own experience of how we have done the physical. Okay. And what did we enjoy and what we didn't enjoy? Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, I've seen people answer this particular question to another colleague of mine when given. Okay. He actually uh, uh, was not too good at the interview, the, right. the leadership interview. Right. Okay. And uh, as a physical, you know, Sure, sure. Practice. And now in the digital world, uh, he does it a little differently. Uh, there is a screen in front. He's much more comfortable. Right. All of that. And he answers this as, okay, this is something that is done much better. Ah, interesting. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there is, and while on exactly on the same one, someone else, including me, I mm -hmm. would say that in the digital world, this is not so good. I would prefer actually sitting with the participant in a room Okay, across the table and do it, and that's much better. Correct. Both may be correct because we are both coming from our own yardsticks of right. Right. comfort and you know uh, right. and skills and all of that. Right. So right. that's so. So this answer often gets muddied up with because of that bias. Hmm. But yeah. overall, my observation is that there are many more things that in the digital world is much more effective right. than it is the other way around. Hmm. So we are, what I'm saying is actually uh, technology and the digital experience yeah. allows this to be much more client-centric. Right, right. Okay, and which is the heart yeah. of the whole thing. Right. Experience can be crafted, can be created in a much better way for the individual, including all the way up to the report and thereafter. Right. In the digital, in, in today's world, hmm. okay, then it, it would have been possible in the physical world. Right. Now, whether are we using technology, are we ourselves willing to change and okay. adapt our mm -hmm. methods, but the platform, the strength of the platform is so high that I think it would be foolish to say, at least in my experience, yeah. that the physical world was better than right. the right. digital world. Because it allows yeah. tremendous amount of, you know, the yeah. potential is, there are some, some things that just wouldn't be possible in the physical, physical which world. you can now do, including your example of the video. Correct. Exactly. No, so great, uh, Bhaskar. On that note, uh, you know, thank you very much. And uh, maybe we'll come back and have a deeper conversation around the instruments and the design at some point of time. But certainly this has been very useful. And I hope uh, all our listeners would, you know, not just enjoy the conversation, but take back some really, you know, practical tips and tricks to, uh, you know, work on as far as their own assessment centers and development centers uh, or any such programs are concerned. So thank you again and thank you listeners for listening. Thanks listeners and thank you very much.